You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. You know I can't give you the keys, right, babe? Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Hacking Humans podcast, an occasional series we call Hacking Humans Goes to the Movies. I'm Dave Bittner, and joining me is my CyberWire colleague, Rick Howard. Hey, Rick. Hey, Dave. On this show, Rick and I look at some of our favorite clips from cinema and television, clips which demonstrate some of the scams and schemes that Joe Kerrigan and I talk about over on Hacking Humans. We've got some fun clips to share, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after this message from our show sponsor. All right, Rick. So the timing of this episode could not be more perfect because we are coming up on Halloween. Yes, we are. (laughs) It is the favorite holiday for the Howards, okay? I think I may have mentioned that many times, okay? But yes, it is. Yeah. Well, that's that's terrific. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing Uh, from your uh, sound there, Dave, that you are not a big Halloween fan or a scary movie fan. I love Halloween. Okay. Uh, I, I love the holiday. I love it as a concept. I love the kids coming to the door and handing out candy. And I even love going to a costume party. Mm-hmm. But um, I let me let you in on a little secret. I And it's really <laughs> not a secret. I have what I describe as a hair trigger startle reflex. Oh, my. Yeah. So, oh, my. Yeah. So... And here's how it usually plays out. I will be, for example, working at my computer and I will be intensely focused on whatever I'm doing, right? And some unsuspecting poor family member will come up behind me and say, hey, dad, and I'll go, (laughs) right? And And I'll jump out of my chair and... You know, and they're lucky that I don't pounce on them and, and like, punch them in the face because that is how strong this reaction is. I will say um, my lovely bride and I went to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg a few years ago. We were celebrating mm-hmm. our wedding anniversary, which is around the end of October. So we were down it there, yeah. had a lovely time, just the two of us. Um, and Bush Gardens was in their Halloween or hollow yeah. scream mode, which meant— that when the sun went down, the freaks came out, right? <laughs> and I see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So around every corner, there's some kind of scary clown or somebody with a chainsaw or an axe or something, right? Uh-huh. And there just came a point, <laughs> I, I turned to my wife and I said, honey, I love you but we have to leave because <laughs> this is not fun for me. I am not having a good time. This is the opposite of a good time for me. So while I can appreciate how people love this kind of stuff, and I am happy for you and all the people who love this kind of stuff, this is not my thing. I do not like scary movies. Um well- Well, we are on the opposite end of the spectrum, my friend. Uh, (laughs) Okay. My lovely wife and I, we dated to all the 80s slasher movies. Okay. That's how, that's what we did when we went out, right? We know Halloween, the original. Yeah. um, And Friday the 13th and The Omen and all that stuff. The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. We loved all of that stuff. And then, and then we had children. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> right, and, right. And my wife has gone the complete direction that you're in right now. She can't stand them anymore, right? When oh. even if they play the trailer in the living room, she is running for the hills. So we've gone through some change <laughs> at the Howard. So now. do you think like like having kids just like enhanced her sense of empathy or something? I just yeah, she's it just it's not fun anymore. She goes, Oh, that could happen to my children. I don't want that, you know, yeah. I don't want to be watching that. So Yeah, uh, yeah. But, that but I'm not like that. You yeah. know, screw those kids. I'm going to watch the movies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so we are taking advantage of the timing here, and we are going to be talking about a couple of scary movies today. Yeah. And you are starting things off for us here. So what do you got for us, Rick? Yeah. So my clip this week comes from the 2017 movie, Get Out. Directed by mm. Jordan Peele. I'm assuming you have not seen it, Dave, since you are. I, that is a safe <laughs> assumption. I have spoken to many people who have seen this, including my own children. Uh-huh. And and I certainly saw the praise that this film received. I, I think yeah, uh, yeah. people were really impressed with his ability as a director. Of course, we know him from, from Key and Peele and being sure, a, yeah. a fabulous comedian and satirist and all that kind of thing. But he's really... He's got a, a new, a second chapter, I guess, of, of being a really accomplished director. And this movie well, got noticed. It's like it's like these uh, superhero movies. There are some good superhero movies, but there's a couple that are good movies that happen to have superheroes in them. That's mm. the way that horror movies are. There's a bunch of really good horror movies, but this movie, Get Out, is just a good movie that happens to be a horror movie, right? It's probably okay. the scariest movie I've seen in the last decade, right? And oh. Oh, I know. <laughs> And uh, a little early uh, warning uh, about for our listeners out there, Dave. There's some blue language in this clip. Uh, yeah. So if you have young ones hanging around, you might want to hit pause for a bit. Okay. The movie stars Daniel Kaluuya, and he's the main protagonist. He's best known for probably this movie, the Black Panther movies, and another Jordan Peele movie, another Jordan Peele horror movie called Nope. Um, mm. He plays a young black man, a talented photographer, whose girlfriend is white played by Allison Williams, best known mm-hmm. for maybe this movie too, uh, The Girls TV show on HBO, and another really scary movie, Megan, that came out this year. I can vouch for that. Right? <laughs> so the two of them travel to Allison's parents' house for the weekend, and Allison's dad is played by uh, Bradley Whitford, you know, the long-running character actor. He's mm-hmm. most famous for The West Wing. Oh, but yeah. He was in another great horror movie, The Cabin in the Woods. All right, and Allison Moms is played by Catherine Keener, one of those great that gal actors that has been in absolutely everything. Okay. So, little spoiler alert here. Okay, there are so many twists and turns in this movie that you don't see coming. So, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you should turn this podcast off because we're going to reveal <laughs> the big spoiler here. Right. So here it is: the spoiler. The bad guys in the movie are Allison's family. And you don't know that until about, you know, three quarters of the way through. Yeah. They use Allison as bait to attract handsome black men and one gorgeous black woman to the house uh-huh. where the mom, Catherine Keener, hypnotizes the victims using a teacup and spoon. And once hypnotized, the dad, Bradley Whitford, he's a neurosurgeon. He transfers the essence of the elderly and sick white people's brains into the brain of the victim 
so that they can live longer in a strong body. How's that for a sci-fi premise, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the oh, the victim. Wait. I know, it's really, <laughs> I know. <laughs> the victims get trapped in a place called the sunken place. It's kind of a conscious state in which they are unable to move or speak. So they are still in there. They just can't interact with their body anymore, right? So oh. horrifying stuff. Yeah. In this scene, Daniel Kalua is just starting to suspect that Allison's family is up to no good. He still has no clue about his girlfriend, though, and that's what makes it really scary. And it starts with him talking to his best friend, played by the stand-up comic Lil Ray Howery, on the phone. Now, Rick, before we roll this, I, I just want to say for our viewers that the standard operating procedure for you and I doing this show together is we both watch each other's clips ahead of time. Yeah. And in this case, I have not done that. <laughs> Do I need to excuse you to get out of the room? So No, 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 no. I, I, I'm willing to take a bullet for the show and, <laughs> and, okay, be, I would, and be, provide entertainment me, for all those people who think it's hilarious when one of their, their show hosts is scared, scared out of his <laughs> ants. I, let me calm you down a bit, right? <laughs> okay. There is no gore in this scene. Oh, there is no okay. uh, jump scares. All right. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is just that the situation changes, and the and you go, "Oh my God, I can't believe that happened!" All right. So uh -huh. you'll be all right. So psychological torture. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. That's Dre. Dre. Andre Hayworth. He used to kick it with Veronica. Veronica from what? Teresa's sister that worked at the movie theater on Eighth. This is Daniel talking about the other black people he's seen that look strange. They're acting weird. They don't act like they normally do, and they've recognized a couple. It's not that. It's everything. He came to the party with a white woman like 30 years old now. Sex slave! Oh, shit! You gotta get the fuck up out of there, man. You in some eye-wide shut situation. Leave, motherfucker! You gonna be a... Hello? Chris, oh, oh. Kalua's phone just died of battery, so he's annoyed to talk to anybody. Hey, handsome. His girlfriend walks in. We gotta go. We gotta go now. Okay. Okay. Is everything okay? I tell you in the car, but we gotta go right now. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, let me go get my bag. Okay. Okay. Okay, she is like, oh my God, I, I can't believe you're so scared. Let's get out of here, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, he's looking in this side room where Allison, his girlfriend, keeps pictures from her younger days. And hmm, now he's like still in there to take... Yeah, in the closet. He's going to go take a look at a few of them here. Oh, boy. No jump scare here, Dave. Okay? No huh. jump scare. That's just the kind of thing someone would say right before a jump scare. <laughs> so he turned the light on in the little closet. There's a little red box where the pictures are. Allison's in the room looking for her bag. Now he's sorting through a bunch of pictures. And, you know, they're from girlfriends and Allison doing certain things. But mm. then he notices there's Allison with another black boyfriend, not mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And then another one with a different black boyfriend and mm. another. And another and another and another. And it's dawning on him that he is in trouble. Maybe Allison just likes black guys. I mean, <laughs> no, no problem there. <laughs> and then the final one is 
Allison with a woman. Oh. So all of a sudden, he figures it out. He goes, oh, yeah. my goodness. Here comes the music. Hey. And there's Allison. Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking. Just looking for my camera. Um, it's right here. Have you got the keys? I'm going to put the, the bags in the trunk. Okay. Um, yeah, they are in here somewhere. It's just a matter of finding them. Yeah. You okay? Take me a second. Hey, she knows uh, that he's figured it out. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't find those keys. <laughs> no, I can never find them. Let's do this on the move. Yeah. He says, let's do this on the move. Let's get out. He's walking out even though they haven't found the keys yet. And the keys are important. So pay attention. Mm. Mm. Let's get the keys. Yo. Yo, man. He gets to the bottom of the stairs and Allison's brother is blocking the way with a lacrosse stick. No, I'm good. We leaving, actually. Really? Why? Is something wrong? Rose? His dog got really sick, so he has to be at the vet first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, how terrible. Rose, the keys. This is tense, Rick. Yeah. The mom is holding a tea, uh, a spoon in the teacup. It's important for a second and a second. Now the dad has moved in. So the whole family is coming in and converging on Kahlua. What? And he is afraid. In life, what is your purpose? Right now, it's, it's finding those keys. Yeah. Huh. Fire. It's a reflection of our own mortality. We're born, we breathe, and we die. Rose? I'm lucky. Rose is still playing the Even part. Some will die someday. But we are divine. We are the gods trapped in cocoons. Rose. I don't know where they are. Rose? Rose! Rose, give me those keys! Rose, give me, give me those keys. Rose, now! Now, the keys! Oh. Now the brother swings at him with a lacrosse stick. What the fuck? I didn't do anything. What the fuck is going on? Parents move in. He's getting backed into a corner. Where are those keys, Rose? You know I can't give you the keys, right, babe? Oh, man. She shows him the keys, and she that she just tells him that she's been in on it the whole time, right? <sighs> and he is crushed, crushed at that moment. So now he's looking for a way out. Okay, he's looking mm-hmm. around the room. What is he going to do? Come on. He decides to go for the brother. And the mom taps on the teacup and hypnotizes him again, and he falls into the quiet place. Did you see him drop? Yes, I did. Jeremy, grab his legs. Please take him downstairs. Do you help him? I can get him alone. No, you can't. You've already damaged him enough. Mind his head. Oh. You see Kalua falling into a dark space as they haul him down for surgery in the basement. Oh my, okay. Ugh. Oh my, Dave. That is such Ugh. a fantastic scene. When Allison changes her character from I believe you girlfriend to 
I've been at you this whole time. It's it is bone chilling, bone <laughs> chilling. <right>? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I can see you shuddering there. Okay. Yes. I, I, uh, I, oh, oh. Now to to what? Now look, I'm I have not seen this movie, and I'm never going to. So, <laughs> and I'm sorry that I saw as much as I did. Uh, so help me understand, like, what's the racial component here? Because is is to what degree is that a big part of the story? It's such an interesting idea that the family, okay, they claim to be liberal Democrats. They uh-huh. in the movie they voted for Obama, all right, and so and they're okay putting white people's brains in black people's bodies because you know they're pro-black, right? So it's oh. just it's just odd, right? And, right, right, right. And the other thing that isn't really uh, stated out loud is uh, black people can disappear and nobody cares. Okay. And so that's the reason they go after uh, those folks. Right. And wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, that's some, I mean, that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of commentary I would expect from, from this director. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. Wow. Yeah. There is a scene. Okay. uh, Early on in the movie. You know, you and I love the acting craft day, right? Oh, yeah. There, there's a scene from that one woman that was in the picture. She's the maid of the house. Mm. But at, and then, but Kahlua goes up to her and talks to her, and she does the scene where she is playing both the victim and the older white person that was put in her body at the same time, right? And you could, <laughs> and it, no words are said. It's just eyes and tears and smiling, and it's just the creepiest thing you've ever seen. It is really good, okay? Well, really I'll take good. your word for it, Rick. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> but uh, that's, I've seen quite enough. Uh, shall we move on? I guess we shall. Okay, I guess I did not convince you to check this movie out this week. I, I have heard nothing but good things about this movie. It's just it's just not for me, and uh, I'm... It. Yeah, I'm I'm uncomfortable right now. Um, <laughs> all right, let me move on to my film this week. This is Halloween Three, Season of the Witch. Halloween have you seen Three. This film. Yeah. Yes, of course I have. Right, because as, okay. as I've stated before, I've seen everything that was made in the eighties. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> okay. So a couple of things about this. Film. This is a 1982 horror film. This is the third installment in the Halloween film series. And the first two Halloween movies, of course, had to do with Michael Myers, mm-hmm. who's the killer with a mask. And what they were trying to do with the Wait, third... Wait, that's every slasher movie in the 80s, Dave. I'm just, that's you true. Know. <laughs> that's right. They all wore masks. Yeah. Um, so what they were trying to do with Halloween three was switch the format up a bit and move to an anthology series. Yeah. Right. And it completely and just, destroyed us. Right. We weren't, we didn't want it. We wanted more <laughs> mask wanted, slasher stuff. You, yeah. You wanted more Michael Myers. Okay. <laughs> so Michael Myers is not in this version of the, the film. And this is more of a creepy mystery. I, I wouldn't call this so much a slasher movie, although there, there is some, some of it. Yeah. Gore in it. Yeah. No, I don't yeah, it's know. Not it, a, it's not a Friday the 13th Halloween kind of thing. No. 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 So, but to, to tell you about my relationship to this film and why I chose this movie. Again, this movie came out in 1982. So by... 
the summer of 1983, because this movie did not do particularly well. It made money, but it was not a hit mm -hmm. like the, the previous yeah. two Halloween movies was. Uh, by the summer of 83, this movie was in heavy rotation on HBO. Yeah. Okay. And we had just gotten cable TV in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And we were, I, we must have been on the free preview of HBO or something because I remember most of my teen years, we did not have HBO because my father refused to pay for it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, we had HBO when this movie was on pretty much 24-7 on HBO. So I saw this movie a gazillion times. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because you wanted to watch HBO, and that's all they had. Because back then, HBO only, only had like seven movies in the rotation. Right, right. So. right. And I think at this point, I I, I don't know that my, my startle reflex had really kicked in yet. I think the mm. movie that put me over the edge was um, Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, Poltergeist. Uh, th that Scary was the, movie, most, yeah. the most scared I think I've ever been was the time I decided to watch Poltergeist by myself yeah. In my house, alone, you know, nobody else around, you know, in, at night. At night, and at I, midnight I, or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, that, that is the time. I went around the ho entire house and turned on every single light in there. <laughs> I was so scared. But getting back to Halloween, I, I'm curious, like, did you ever have any movies like that where just, like, not necessarily a good movie, but just because it was around so much that you have a certain amount of affection for it? Oh, a bunch of those movies, and especially horror movies, right? Because, you know, like I said, we loved horror movies. So whenever anything would be on, we'd always set our butts down whenever it would show up, okay? Yeah. And you know, what got us on our seats all the time was the Night of the Living Dead, okay? Because oh, yeah. it was, Because it was so, um, it was in the public domain. They could show it anytime, right? And so right, I right. must have watched that a gazillion <laughs> times, right? And, right? and it's not right. a great movie, uh, but it's no. a classic horror movie, right? So, yeah. so we, I have lots of affection for Night yeah. of the Living Dead. So Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, not a good film, uh, no, but not at all. <laughs> in the plot, uh, Dr. Daniel Chalice, who's played by Tom Atkins, uh, he becomes involved in investigating the mysterious activities of the Silver Shamrock Novelties Company, which is headed by Conal Cochran. Uh, and Cochran is manufacturing Halloween masks that contain a special microchip that's activated by a television commercial airing on Halloween night. Um, now, these microchips also can... I'm telling you, Rick, this movie has something for everyone. <laughs> Embedded in the microchips are pieces of Stonehenge. Okay. So this evil genius managed to steal a piece of Stonehenge, have it shipped back to the United States... They chipped off pieces of Stonehenge, which is where the magical powers come from, okay. of course. Of course. They put the chips of Stonehenge in these microchips that went in these Halloween masks. So you have these, like, these rubber masks, right? And I think there's a—the the main one in the movie is uh, just a jack-o'-lantern, but there yeah. were also—there were a couple other ones, too. I think there was a witch and uh, something else, but a skull was was the third one. And so on the back of these rubber masks is this round disc that has the microchip in it. And so what happens is uh, all throughout the movie, they're running these TV commercials, right, that, that 
advertise the Silver Shamrock Company. Yeah, and they're big, using big the, marketing uh, campaign for Halloween. Right? That's right. And they're using yeah. the song from uh, London Bridge is Falling Down. And it goes, mm-hmm. eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, mm-hmm. Halloween, eight more days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. And so the idea is kids buy these Halloween masks and at their right time, they put them on to watch this commercial. Well, when the commercial happens, the masks are triggered, the magic happens from Stonehenge, and the wearer's heads disintegrate into a mass of insects and poisonous snakes. Snakes, as yeah. you do. Okay. Snakes. A, yeah, snakes. snakes. <laughs> and insects. <laughs> right, and, right. And, and goo, because your brain is right disintegrating, right? So, ugh. That's right. Yeah. As if that weren't enough. And I told you, this movie has something for everyone. Towards the end of the movie, it is revealed that some of the characters are, in fact, androids Uh created by Cochrane, the bad guy, to carry out his sinister plans. As as if this movie didn't need anything else. There's also androids. Yeah, Yeah, you needed androids, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... The scene I am sharing today is, I think for me, the most memorable scene from the film. And in this scene, uh, a salesman for the Silver Shamrock Company has come to visit the factory where they make all of these things. He's been invited to visit, and he's been invited, to, and he, he's brought his wife and his son. His kid is probably 10 years old, something like that. And they've been put in a test room where that's been made up to look like a living room mm-hmm. where they're going to be the first people to view this commercial from Silver Shamrock. And of course, bad things happen. Yeah. And <laughs> I will say, Dave, this, it is a horrible movie. This scene yeah. is scary, right? It yeah. is, it is, yeah, yeah for, um, you know, it just is scary. So good, good. It, it is scary. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> So we start off, we, we see this family inside of this, it looks like a steel vault, right? Yeah. There's, there's one of those reinforced yeah. windows, the window, the glass that has the wires in it, you know. Yeah. It says test room A, and this husband, wife, and son are inside of this room, and that's how it begins. Mr. Cochran will be right along. You see people watching them from closed circuit TV cameras. They have lots of different views inside the room. This is like a test case for them, right? This is... Right. Uh, Right. Right. Well, Mr. Cochran will be here and everything will be fine. So you see the kid, he's holding the mask under his arm. You know, I still can't He's rustless. they won't take my orders for next year. You know how I like to work ahead and well, they're just not interested at all. Maybe they're not going to have Halloween next year. <laughs> Foreshadowing. All right, roll it. Yeah. All right, so the bad guy tells them to roll the commercial. The TV in the test room comes to light. And the little boy is standing right in front of it. Here comes the commercial. It's time. It's time. Time for the movie. Oh, this is just the same old stuff. It's come. All you lucky kids with silver shamrock masks, gather round your TV set. Put on your masks. The TV trope where kids always yeah. get right in front of the TV and stare at it. So the kid puts on his rubber jack-o'-lantern mask. Watch the magic pumpkin. And so there's this pumpkin on the screen that's flashing on and off and on and off. <laughs> I think this whole thing is a big joke. I mean, look at this. 
I think the mom was uh, drinking yeah. a little wine before she came in. <laughs> so the disc on the back of the mask starts pulsing, and the kid is sort of holding his ears like there's something going on inside this mask. He's trying to tear it off, but he can't. He collapses on the floor. Of course, the bad guys are watching this with their cameras, and the mom realizes there's something wrong. And out come the bugs. <laughs> Lots yeah. of bugs. Yeah. Cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. Centipedes. Yeah. Right. And soon... Here they come. Uh, the mom faints. She falls on the ground. She's passed out. Here come the snakes. The snakes. So snakes are coming the out snakes, of the, the mask. Big snakes. The father is freaking out. The, uh, the bad guys are coldly watching. And what comes out of the mask? A rattlesnake. The, the father tries to run away. He's trying to open the door, but of course it's locked. The rattlesnake comes after him, bites him in the leg. And he collapses to the, to the, uh, to the floor, dead from the rattlesnake bite. And of course, now we see the, the mom. She's got snakes crawling all over her as well. And bugs. Okay. And bugs. Yeah. 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 So, Rick, how you feeling? <laughs> I, uh, I, while the scene was playing, I went around and turned all the lights on in my studio. Right, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's, this, this is a very successful horror scene, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, really scary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so I got to hand it to one of the commenters on YouTube where I got this clip from. And, and if you click through to this, uh, to this scene, you'll see it's the top comment there. And this person writes, they say, most people don't realize the various levels of fear in this scene. It's got everything most people are afraid of. Snakes, insects, technology taking over, losing a child, confinement, being watched, false surroundings, nobody hearing you scream, conspiracies, mass worldwide killings and human sacrifice, and body horror. He's right. Wow. This, it's this like scene they, has everything. They took all the ingredients from all the 70s horror movies and just dumped them into one pot, right? And right. stirred it up, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Can I yeah. tell you a story about the original Halloween, though? Sure. I was in college when it came out, and Halloween is really a terrifying movie if you've never seen it before dave i think you should run right out now and watch it okay. i actually have seen that one yeah <laughs> but i hadn't seen it yet and one of my friends went to the new york film festival and that's one of the shows they were playing he comes back on the school bus comes back and tells me it's like one o'clock in the morning on a saturday night and tells me scene by scene how halloween goes right and he told the story it was so scary that we were just, we were the only ones up in our in our rooms, right? And mm. we had all the mm -hmm. lights on. We were freaked out. And uh, uh, and that is why I'm a big fan of the Halloween series, despite, <laughs> okay, Halloween 3 being not that good of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? I mean, I think all of us have that one friend from growing up who was just a fabulous storyteller and could yeah, come back yeah. from a movie like that and just take you through the movie scene by scene. They, for whatever reason, they had the combination of a, uh, I guess a photographic memory, but also yep. really good storytelling skills. Now, and acting, because, you know, yeah. he was acting pieces of that, right? So, yeah, it was, you know. Yeah, uh, there was, was a kid so who lived fun. across the street from me who who would do that. And uh, 
You know, when we were in our early teens, he was allowed to go see R-rated movies and I uh-huh. wasn't. So he was my... <laughs> I, I watched them vicariously through his descriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, by the way, those, yeah, go ahead. By the way, Halloween 3 uh, does not have a happy ending. I, I hate no. to, to spoiler alert you. <laughs> this movie ends ambiguously. The, the, the last thing you see in this movie is the commercial playing. Uh, and bad so guys they, win. Right. Bad the guys bad win. guys win. Yeah. 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 Oh, so oh. scary. <laughs> and and my, so just so our because uh, so we don't get letters. Let me just say uh, tangentially that uh, I, I just want to say that um, for as tra- as far as hacking humans goes, we're talking about all kinds of psychological manipulation here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Psych- for they yeah. So we're gonna get real here. They tricked the sales guy and his family to come in and get tested on. Okay, that's right. psychological manipulation. And, and then my clip. Uh, they had to convince that guy to come out to the house so he could have his brain surgery done. So, right, yes, right. it does relate to hacking humans. <laughs> <laughs> so don't write us, yeah. <laughs> but mostly, Rick, it's just that we want to have fun yeah, with Halloween. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about some of our scary, scary movies. Well, I'm freaked out, Dave, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing noises in my studio, so oh, you know, yeah. I'm afraid. No, no, yeah. no, my... I'm gonna to have to turn on the all the light. Usually, I keep my this recording studio kind of dark and uh, and uh, moody, but no, I'm turning on all the lights because this is this is not fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that is our show. We want to thank you all for listening, and of course, we'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at hackinghumans at n2k.com. We want to remind you that N2K Strategic Workforce Intelligence optimizes the value of your biggest investments, your people. We make you smarter about your team while making your team smarter. Learn more at N2K.com. Our senior producer is Jennifer Iben. The show is edited by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie. I'm Dave Bittner. And I'm Rick Howard. Thanks for listening. Oh, hold on, Rick. Somebody's, somebody's knocking on my door here. I thought you were well, by you know, yourself I, out. I thought you were... I didn't think well, anybody was in the office. No, I didn't. Nobody's supposed to be here. All right, What is on, that? Give me a second. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Hold on. Let me just answer right. the door here. Hi. Which... Wow. No, no. That is a... Fa- that is a fabulous Halloween costume. I particularly love the tentacles. What... Uh, oh, my... No, I just... No, please. No. 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 Dave. Dave. Where are you? Where are you, Dave? <laughs>